Hi, and welcome to Ask Wardy. I'm Wardy, a wife and mom of three, lead teacher, blogger, and founder of traditionalcookingschool.com. I'm also the author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Fermenting Foods. Ask Wardy is the weekly show devoted to answering your niggling questions about traditional cooking. Maybe it's your sourdough starter, your sauerkraut, preserving foods, broth, superfoods, or anything else to do with traditional cooking. You can catch Ask Wardy live each Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, that's 1 p.m. Eastern, or through the podcast and video replays at askwardy.tv. And now, let's get to today's show. So welcome, welcome. We have a great topic today. I think it's something that plagues a lot of people. Heartburn, acid reflux just really makes eating and even life difficult. There's also all kinds of people who may be on antacids or prescription meds and they want to get off that hamster wheel. So that's what we're discussing today. I want to welcome you to Ask Wardy. My name is Wardy and I'm from Traditional Cooking School by Ganalfglins. I'm the author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Fermenting Foods and every Wednesday at this time we gather um, for Ask Wardy the show where I answer your questions about traditional cooking. So if you're with me live, welcome on Periscope. If you're checking this out later, regardless, just go to askwardy.tv, look for episode 78 to see the notes for this episode. One more thing, um, love it if you'd like, subscribe, and comment to this episode wherever you are. Let me know your questions. Um, So here's the deal. The other day I had a a chat with my friend Jackie. Hi, Jackie. Um, Jackie is researching like crazy to find food solutions, lifestyle, diet changes, supplements um, to manage her GERD, it's called, G-E-R-D, which is your diagnosis of heartburn uh, from a doctor, and to um, manage it without medications. And we chatted and she has learned, um, has researched a ton herself. All I did was share some things, many of which she knew, um, but I shared five things I knew um, to heal heartburn and acid reflux. And that is what I'm sharing with you all today. The same thing that my friend Jackie and I discussed just the other day, five steps to healing heartburn and acid reflux. It's really diet, lifestyle, natural remedies. So that's what we're talking about. And I want to thank my friend Jackie just for our visit the other day, for connecting over these things, because I think she and I, like many of you, uh, we have this desire to uh, seek out natural solutions and to get off the hamster wheel of pharmaceuticals if we're on it or not to get on it in in the first place if we don't need to. So um, we're talking about this today, I think, because I get this question a lot. It wasn't just my friend Jackie, but I get this question a lot. People just mention that they have heartburn, acid reflux. It's really getting them down, really making life difficult. Millions of Americans also suffer with it, suffer with heartburn and acid reflux. Now, acid reflux is when the stomach acid flows backward up uh, from the stomach into the esophagus. And when it gets severe, the person experiences heartburn, so burning, pains in the chest, that's where you get the word. Um, and they might be diagnosed with GERD. There's lots of causes, pregnancy, stress, poor diet, overeating, obesity, smoking, even certain medications will cause it as a side effect. They might have a weak um, esophageal valve, even um, a hiatal hernia. So there's kind of a lot of causes for heartburn. 
And then when somebody's suffering goes to the doctor, the doctor's like, mm, well, antacids or PPIs, which is a class of drugs for this, like Prilosec. And that's just what most people do. And I want to pause for a moment and say those drugs are really bad. So I'm not saying that a person should never have them. Um, everybody has to make that choice for themselves. I'm not a doctor giving medical advice. We're talking about proactive steps people can take to heal heartburn and acid reflux. But let's just pause and think about what these drugs do and if we really want to take them. Uh, in the case of these kind of drugs, they may cover symptoms, but um, forget about ever getting off them. If you got off them, it's like a Band-Aid solution and your problems come back with a vengeance. The other thing that tends to happen is that these drugs are strong. So they may take away one symptom, but then cause other things to happen in the body. Serious nutrition deficiencies, so magnesium, calcium, and vitamin B12 are just some of the nutrition deficiencies that I've seen. It could make indigestion even worse. It could trigger irritable bowel, irritable bowel syndrome, bring on depression, anemia, and fatigue. So then what happens is you're taking one medicine to mask a symptom. Other things are introduced. Then you go back to the doctor, not you, speaking to the general millions of Americans on this hamster wheel, and the doctor's like, oh, well, then you have this, so let's give you another medication. So it's just this... Um, what would you call it, domino effect. It's really a Band-Aid solution. The drugs and the antacids are a Band-Aid solution. Instead, what we wanna be looking at is the cause of the heartburn and the acid reflux, trying to work and heal the root cause. And that's where I wanna to go today because a very few diet changes can make a drastic difference in how you feel. Plus, I think if you're listening today, then you're like me and you don't wanna be on what I'm calling the hamster wheel of pharmaceuticals. You don't want to be dependent on doctors as much as you can. Um, you wanna take back control of your own health. And just think of all the money we'll save if we can heal and get off medications. So I think we're all on the same page about this. I think um, that these five steps are really gonna make sense. So let's go through them. Step number one is to avoid certain foods, okay? There are foods that suppress the immune system, lead to poor gut health, and there are some foods that are actually triggers for heartburn and acid reflux. So they are things like alcohol, coffee, processed veggie oils, carbonated beverages, artificial sweeteners, fried foods, spicy foods, processed foods, sugar, and excessive sweets. I think you won't be surprised at any of that list, right? And if we follow the 80-20 rule of trying to eat great 80% of the time, then that means we need to put all these foods in the 20% or less category of our diet. And if you're really suffering, you wanna make that like 0%. Okay, so that was step number one. Step number two is the foods that you should include. And these are the foods that we talk about all the time on this show, Ask Wardy, in our traditional cooking school and at Ganalflins. They are the foods, the traditional foods, that we um, recognize are the best. They're God's design for us. They truly nourish and heal our bodies. So with all of them, they should be whole. They should be organic or at very least pesticide free. They should be non-GMO. And I'm gonna go through some food groups that we should be eating. And this is for everybody, not just people who need to heal acid reflux and heartburn. It's gonna keep everybody healthy, but it could very, po very quite possibly reduce 
um, health conditions such as the ones we're talking about today. So clean animal meats and fats, and when I say clean, we're talking about grass-fed, organic, pastured. Um, we're not talking about feedlots, we're not talking about conventional animals that are fed genetically modified foods that have been given um, antibiotics and hormones. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the opposite, where the animals are happy and healthy and raised in their natural environment. That, me that means healthy food and healthy fats for us. Lots of fresh fruits and veggies, although if you, if you're, um, if you're in, if you have such bad indigestion, you may need to have cooked fruits and veggies because raw is going to be troublesome. But the point is lots of fruits and veggies. Healthy fats like coconut oil, olive oil, and butter, bone broth, which soothes and heals the digestive system, a grass-fed dairy, preferably raw. Last week's episode was on, um, is milk really good for you? Is dairy really good for you? And I talked about how raw is a far cry from conventional. Of course, we have to do the best we can, but raw is the best, the ideal. Um, also, fermented foods like yogurt, kefir, and sauerkraut. And we have links to many of these recipes and articles with more information at askwardy.tv. And the fermented foods are going to repopulate the gut with, with uh, friendly organisms, we'll call them. So you get a healthy gut flora. Now, I want to cover one of the very best foods that you can eat, in particular, with heartburn and acid reflux. Here it is. This is raw apple cider vinegar. It's a superfood when you have any kind of digestion issue. The recommended way to do it, and of course you want to scale this up or down or work with your body on it, is to have a few teaspoons to a few tablespoons with every meal. If you can handle it, just drink it straight, but you can also mix it with water. And this is because people with heartburn and acid reflux often, and this is surprising, have low stomach acid, but it makes sense when you think about it because the acid is leaving their stomach and going up. So there's the acid they need for digestion isn't there. So they have low stomach acid. Um, and this vinegar will help to, to provide the efficient digestion, the acid needed for digestion. And it may even trigger a weak esophage esophageal valve to close. So, you know, one of the things that happens often with um, heartburn acid reflux is that valve is weak and so the acid goes back up. Well, have some of this. And anecdotal evidence that I've seen on the internet, and possibly there's research on it, shows that if you drink this, it's a trigger to close the valve. So then you don't have the acid escaping. It's definitely worth trying, right? Um, so apple cider vinegar with every meal and maybe just sip it all day long in water. It's very, very good for you. So the bottom line on this when we're talking about the foods to eat is the traditional food diet, the one that we love and talk about and share recipes every day, it's ready made for soothing, healing, and preventing even heartburn and acid reflux. If you haven't already gotten acquainted with traditional cooking, here's your invitation. We have a free traditional cooking video series. You can follow uh, this link, tradcookschool.com slash freevids, F-R-E-E-V-I-D-S, it's all one word, or just follow the link with this video to sign up for that free video series. So step number three is to add these supplements. And this is a pick and choose what works for you. You don't need to do them all, but I think all of them are great. Again, I'm not a doctor, so you're doing your own research on these things, but I'm sharing what I know. So I, I'm mentioning this again because it's not only a food, but it's an essential supplement. So the raw apple cider vinegar I mentioned before, 
two teaspoons to tablespoons in a glass of water three times a day with your meals may help cure low stomach acid and trigger the sphincter to close so you don't get the acid coming back up. So that's something. Another is digestive enzymes. And I just have um, one of the ones that we've had over the years right here. The reason that you need digestive enzymes is if you're in a state of poor health, your body may not be making enzymes because it's making other things. And enzymes, enzymes are like one of the things that your body may make less of if it needs to heal other things. And also as we age, we make less. So digestive enzymes. And you basically want to take them with your meal, maybe during the meal if at the beginning's not enough, but they need to be present when you're digesting your food and take as many as you need to relieve symptoms. So enzymes. Another thing is this is a fantastic and relatively inexpensive supplement. I do have links to all of these at askwardy.tv. Look for episode 78. Um, this is HCL, which is your stomach acid. And there's other things here, pepsin and bitters as well to help with digestion. But the key thing in here is the HCL, because if you have low stomach acid, this just provides the same acid that your stomach needs and would be making um, for digestion. So this is very, very helpful. Um, like the enzymes and the apple cider vinegar. Okay, probiotics. Additional probiotic supplementation is helpful to restore um, good gut flora. If your gut health is compromised, it could be that fermented foods is just not fast enough to rebuild your gut health, so that's why a supplement would be helpful. It doesn't mean you should overdo it, though. You always want to start slowly with probiotics. And if you go to askwardy.tv, look for episode 78. I have an article there for you to talk about um, introducing probiotics and taking it slowly. Uh, you could have calming and soothing teas before bed like chamomile, papaya, and ginger. Um, they help with digestion and they're very soothing and calming. Magnesium. Lots of us have magnesium deficiencies, but I read that people that are taking certain drugs for heartburn and acid reflux, it may cause magnesium deficiency. So you may be more depleted. So I have a couple links at the show notes, askwardy.tv for good magnesium sources. And another thing is vitamin B12. And again, this is something that a lot of us benefit from supplementation, uh, but especially so people that have been on antacids or PPI drugs. And, um, <clears throat> You, you, want to, you want to do your research on that to see if you are deficient. Don't take my word for it. It's just a general sort of blanket statement that you may be deficient. But of course, every situation is, is different. So if you have a deficiency, you might consider supplementing with vitamin B12. And I want to come back to the uh, apple cider vinegar that I mentioned before. Um, we have sipped on this for a long time in our family, and it's been helpful Recently, uh, my husband started drinking more of it with each meal, and he experienced a great improvement, a great improvement. So any indigestion and bloating is just no longer present. So this, if you can't do any of the others, but you can do this, do the raw apple cider vinegar. It is so, so good. If you have a Costco near you, we found a great... Um, great priced, good sized bottle of raw organic apple cider vinegar with the mother inside, like mother culture. So um, check that out if you're near Costco. So we're on tip number four. We've gone through number one was the foods to avoid. Uh, for, the, for the person just coming in late, askwardy.tv, look for episode 78, and you'll see everything I've covered so far. So one was foods to avoid, 
two was foods to include, three was supplements you might consider, and now we're at number four, which has to do with your lifestyle. So it's not just food that impacts our health. So it's how we chew our food, how hurriedly we eat, um, the, the stress levels in our life, all of that contributes to our digestion. So slow down, chew slowly, eat in a relaxed, not hurried environment, um, reduce stress in your life. I don't know what your life is like, um, but if there are things that you could say no to and cut back from so that you can relax more and heal, it's imperative to do that. Um, stop eating at least three hours before bedtime so that your body has done a significant amount of digestion before you sleep, so then your sleep will be better and less affected. Um, in case you're laying down after meals, make sure to sit up after meals be so that your body can better digest. It's harder to digest lying down. And then the final one is to consider a gut healing diet like GAPS. And that moves us into point number five, which is to consider the GAPS diet. Okay. Um, and this is because you may, be, may have done a lot of the things one through four and you're still not there. And that means that you could benefit from gut healing. Nearly all of our health is tied to the gut. So if we can restore gut health, we can reverse a lot of conditions. The gut healing gaps diet, I'll just explain it really quick. It's a temporary diet. So it might be three months to a few years long, depending on how you respond. And it focuses on foods that are very easy to digest. And the foods on GAPS are so easy to digest, they're digested far up in the bowel, so it gives the lower bowels time to rest and starve off pathogens. Gut flora may be off, and that means you have pathogens and undesirable um, organisms that need to die. And so the foods you're eating on GAPS give time for that to happen. Allow your body to rest and restore the balance. And you also focus on healing foods like the ones I was mentioning before, the bone broth, the fermented foods like kefir, yogurt, sauerkraut, um, uh, cooked vegetables, pastured meats. All of these are nutrient dense, so your body gets the nutrition it needs, but not hard on the digestive system so that, so that it can um, rest, heal, and restore gut balance. Does that make sense, everyone? It is a pretty strict protocol. Um, so I recommend the book, or you could check out the archives at our site to give you some guidance. Look for links at askwardy.tv episode 78. Basically, you're eating clean meats, bone broth, vegetables, and you start with cooked vegetables, ripe fruit, some legumes, nuts and seeds, cultured dairy like um, kefir or yogurt that have been fermented long enough so that the lactose is completely reduced. Lactose would be the milk sugar, so like a yogurt that's 24-hour fermented. Uh, fermented foods like sauerkraut and honey. And I have recipes for you if you just go to askwardy.tv. My own experience um, is not with heartburn or acid reflux, but um, I had lifelong seasonal allergies. And if you've been to Ask Wardy before, you've heard me talk about it because it's kind of a miraculous thing that I love to share. Um, and about five years ago, even a regular traditional food diet was not healing my seasonal allergies, so we did the GAPS diet. And I've been allergy-free for five years now because of doing more, um, more targeted gut healing in my diet, if that makes sense. So I've got some articles on gaps for you. Just follow the links at askwardy.tv. As we wrap up here, we've covered a lot of things, foods to avoid, foods to include, supplements you could consider, 
um, lifestyle changes you might want to make to reduce uh, stress and slow down, and finally to consider a gut healing diet like GAPS. Um, all of these are going to help so much with healing and soothing your a body that's suffering from, from heartburn and acid reflux. I'd love to hear how it goes for you, so please leave a comment, askwardy.tv or wherever you're watching this video. Just questions or comments or what makes a difference for you? I'd love to hear it. And before we go, let me remind you that if you haven't grabbed my free traditional cooking video series to introduce you to traditional cooking and healing traditional foods, please do that. Tradcookschool.com slash free vids. Um, also, I have a yogurt recipe. Remember I was talking about how yogurt that's fermented for 24 hours reduces the lactose? And that's really good for gut healing. So if you want that recipe, just follow the link below this video or at askwardy.tv. And you also want to check out all the other articles that I have linked with this episode at askwardy.tv. The complete uh, transcript and notes of everything I've discussed are right there for you to bookmark, print, or share. I thank you so much for being here today. Please come back. We gather every Wednesday at the same time on Facebook Live and Periscope. If you can't make it live, though, that's okay, because just watch for the notes at AskWardy.tv and the recordings as well. And if you have a question for Ask Wardy, I'd love to add it to the queue. That's the hashtag, AskWardy, and you can tweet it to me at @tradcookschool on Twitter, or you can email me, Wardy, W-A-R-D-E-E, at AskWardy.tv. Thanks, everyone. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining me today. Here's what to do next. Ask Wardy wouldn't be possible without your questions, so please keep them coming. If you're on Twitter, tweet me at TradCookSchool with your question and use the hashtag AskWardy, or send an email to Wardy at AskWardy.tv. To get the show notes, links mentioned, video replay, or even to catch up on past episodes of Ask Wardy, go to AskWardy.tv. To join the fun of the live video recording, be sure to follow me with the handle at TradCookSchool on the Periscope app or go to periscope.tv slash TradCookSchool. We record live on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific. That's 1 p.m. Eastern. And finally, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, the Podcasts app, or Stitcher. If you're on a mobile device, just search for Ask Wardy while you're in the app. If you're on a desktop or laptop, go to tradcookschool.com slash awitunes right in your browser. And while you're there, please leave a rating or review. I love to read your comments and your feedback makes it much more likely that others who are interested in traditional cooking will find Ask Wardy too. Thanks so much. God bless you. And I'll see you next week.